0: To all in our football world, you might notice that we are live. Yes, very much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Great Ball, the Upcons, it's the All-City, All-NFL podcast. And yes, this behind us, the iconic Reading Terminal Market. How many years in has it been a Over 100 years? Yeah. Over 100 years. Yeah, the market, the market is just a Philadelphia icon. Everybody
1: has to come. You come to Philadelphia, you got to come visit the market. Uh, it is a trade show. It's all food, every type of food, restaurants. Like, you want to come shopping and get your vegetables? Like, Ready markets is where so, you come. And,
0: and all kinds of different foods, yes. right? Like, so you want your meats, which, you know, we are the meat locker, so we love our meats. Yes. Right? boldy's getting two burgers, no bun. <laughs> all right? Just ketchup. Yeah. Um, just meat. <laughs> but as it, you want sweets? We got Termini's. Yep. Right, oh, like yeah. the cannolis, cannolis. and uh, everything. I mean, cheesesteaks, the Nick's roast pork. I mean, it's a legend. I mean, right? Nick's roast pork. I mean, you don't come to Philadelphia and not get Nick's. Yeah, the Amish, uh, the pretzels. I mean, they have everything here. Yeah, that's just it's, it's and you can smell heaven. all the flavors just like walking through the market. So we love it. And by the way, we want to thank our our presenting sponsor, Bagels and Company. Mm-hmm. Incredible bagels and company in Philadelphia. Thank you for uh, sponsoring this show. And uh, I gotta tell you, Bully like the holidays are so amazing, yes. right? Like you see the lights, you see all the action, and it's That's a just great incredible. Field.
1: It's just a great field. Bring your, fa- your kids down here. We just got done seeing some of your friends, and they got their little kids with them. And so it's just a great atmosphere for the family, uh, for your friends, for the visitors to Philadelphia. I mean, you get into the holiday spirit.
0: Well, it's funny. We're going to talk a lot about the uh, Seattle and and Eagles Monday night game, and Pike's Market is the same thing in Seattle. Is the hub in Seattle? Yes. With the fish. They throw the fish, and they do that stuff. They're all throwing. Have you been there? Of
1: course. Oh yeah, I've been. I've, I've covered Seattle well, but yeah, it's down there, um, on the fish
0: market, and all that that's going on. I mean, it's all right off the boat. All right, well, we'll uh, we'll talk more about the food here because in Philadelphia, we like to eat our sorrows. <laughs> and uh, I, speaking of Seattle and dead fish, that's kind of what the Eagles feel like right now. What What in the world, Baldy? What happened? What a, a wild turn of events to go from 10-1, one, the one seed, atop of the NFC, to now 10-4. and four. And look, you get... You know, losing to San Francisco, you get losing to Dallas. But last night's loss in which Drew Locke takes you back 90 yards Mm -hmm. with one timeout. I mean, 92 yards in a
1: minute, 24 seconds, 10 plays. He's 5 of 10. Um, You know, they, they made some great plays to DK Metcalf, obviously the game winner to Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. They got the Eagles in man coverage against James Bradbury, got behind him. But they never hit him once. He dropped back 10 times on the final drive. They never hit him. They didn't blitz him. Four-man rush. They all looked gassed. Nobody was getting off the the ball. Um, It's not a good look. They have had problems, Cuz, even before this three-game slide on defense. They've had problems. They've given up 30 touchdown passes. Only the Washington Commanders have given up more. It's been a problem. That's why... They keep signing all these different people, you know, trying to upgrade the linebacking core of Shaq Leonard and all these, you know, bringing these guys in, you know, Kevin Byard. Byard like, they're trying to shore it up. They know it's a weakness. But it just – right now, I, th- I feel like we're just concentrating on these last three games. But I feel like a lot of their issues, cuz, was happening when they beat Buffalo, okay, 31-30. You know, when they sh- – Eaked out a win against Dallas on Sunday night in Philadelphia, when you know Dallas didn't score from the one yard line, and they kind of got away with some things. Kansas Even City. Kansas City, yeah, like yes, it's the gauntlet. Okay, fine, but you know they they had chances to lose a lot of those games too. Now they found a way to win, kick a 59 yard field goal to get Buffalo in overtime, win in overtime. That's fine, but I felt like a lot of the seeds of what we're seeing now in this three game losing streak were there before. They're getting magnified now.
0: Yeah, I, and worse, it feels like. Now, this is, I'm really interested in. in here, we have to say, it feels like there's a lot of questions inside the room, right? Like. Jalen very cryptic in his post game uh, where he talked about commitment and they said, well, what do you mean by commitment? Yeah. And he goes, well, I have a dictionary in front of me and it's like, that's pretty cryptic. To, to throw out commitment, yeah. you saw AJ and uh, Quez in a weird kind of, right before that I don't understand that play. The to yeah. Julian Love in the end zone. Yeah, which we'll talk about later. But what do you think's going on? It feels but, like but there's but you're, you're right. You're, you're very
1: perceptive, Coach. And the, the thing is, like, the word commitment is one of those words that there's a lot there. Because we're in week 15. And this is a team that, you know, lost a Super Bowl game in the last 30 minutes. Like, we came in thinking, and for the first three months of the season, we're thinking they're a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl caliber, and now you're questioning commitment, like because that's we bring that word up, you're questioning it. So does that mean, are you studying on the plane? Are you out there uh, on in your day off? Are you getting the extra treatment? Are you engaged fully in the meetings in, on practice? Because that's what commitment means. Like, for example, like I've talked to Fred Warner a couple times in San Francisco, and they're the opposite end of this. And he doesn't use the word commitment. He just says, we are absolutely, completely locked in. Press clippings, success, nothing is going to stop us from what our mission is. That's what you really want to hear from your quarterback, is we are committed, fully committed. We have to clean things up. But we, you want to hear we are committed, not
0: questioning the commitment. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that surprised me. Because the Eagles always seemed like a team. That were that, together. Yeah. Buttoned up. And all of a sudden, and now, is it losses mounting? Is it pressure? Like, what happens to a team that go? you went through it? Rich Kotite's last year. We way, lost seven in a row. Yeah, I mean. And we it seven, and, two, seven lost and Seven and two. Seven,
1: seven and two. And, you know, playoffs. And we lost seven in a row. But. Here's what happens, cuz, and I, I wasn't on the plane ride home, but you have a long plane ride out there, you're unwinding, different groups go to dinner, everybody's talking, I believe this group is saying this, this group is saying that, the word, you know, the, the phrase that's been out there now for a couple of weeks is, we're very predictable. And I think they're very predictable. Now, yeah. you could say because when you lose games, you're predictable. Yeah. Like everybody does. Oh, the offense looks predictable when you're not executing. There is truth to that. But I do feel like the players feel like this is very predictable. I don't – I'm not making this up. I'm not – the players, I think, are saying this is very predictable. La- last night, Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yes. On the uh, Manning cast. basically
1: calling the play. Jack Stoll is coming on a wham. This is the inside dive. Like – there's no reason on any level that Christian McCaffrey should ever be paying attention to the Eagles' offense. Like, he's studying maybe the Eagles' defense a couple weeks ago, but he's not looking at our offense. And he's telling the Mannings what they're going to do. Like, that's scary
0: to me. Well, not only that, and, it, I mean, even I was sitting in a bar last night. We had a function. Yeah. And on the Kurtz quarterback draw, everybody said it. Like, more than a couple people went out, this is a Kurtz quarterback draw. Like, when you got people, mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. not Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. which is bad enough. Then you got fans going, that's oh, a quarterback draw. Yeah. it's very, That's but, bad. So, that's predictable. No, I agree. I agree. And um, and you could see it, right? I mean, look, new, like
1: they, they ran their so many plays against Buffalo this year, for, and they ran for a lot of yards. And they beat Buffalo. Nobody said anything. Oh. But now you're losing. It was like, but, you know, I thought, like, last night was pretty telling. Because, obviously, Aitman made a pretty big deal, whether you could hear it or not, that Tariq Woolen was out of the lineup. Now, he was a Pro Bowl player last year as a rookie. I know Tariq. He's a good player. He might have made some mistakes, like just um, eyes in the wrong place, maybe missed some tackles, whatever. But he's, he's an elite talent. They were without Tariq Woolen for most of the night and Devin Withers from their starting corners. They had Artie Burns playing corner last night. Like, if I'm an eagle-wide receiver and they've got Artie Burns out there, I'm going to torch, yes. torch him. I'm going to torch him. I'm going to run comebacks on him, double moves on him. I'm going to go after Artie Burns. And if they got Trey Brown on the other side, like, I'm going after him too. And they didn't they didn't get anything on those guys for the most part. So, the biggest play they had in the passing game was an 18-yard hit, uh, hookup over the middle to Dallas Goddard on third and nine. That was the biggest pass play all day.
0: By the way, where was Dallas Goddard the entire rest of the game? Because the Seahawks leak yards to the tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where was he? I, I, where was Dallas Goddard? Did some of the play calls or play execution, completely quizzical. I've watched Boldy breakdowns like I always watch Boldy's mm-hmm. breakdown. And you, you brought up the Quez Watkins play. Like, why in the world would you throw it there? Well, first of
1: all, that play, it's a bizarre play because they're in a twin set to the right, and there's A.J. Brown out wide, and Quez is in the slot, and there's evidently an audible, a switch or something, because Quez is is, is talking to A.J., and A.J. seems a little confused about what he's telling them, so confused that the ball is snapped and they haven't left yet. They didn't even start the route, so they're like a step late into the route, but if you wanted to take a shot because of the coverage, maybe Julian Love is going to be in the middle of the field. Whatever you think the reason why you would take that shot. After not taking a shot all night, why wouldn't you put A.J. in there? Yes! Why wouldn't you put your go-to guy? Not Quest Watkins! Like a guy that's not going to fight for the ball? He's never fought for a ball. Right! I mean, when they say they only throw to three guys, well, maybe they should just throw to three guys. Maybe there's some truth to that. Yes! But if you're going to take that shot, and it's going to be a— you, it's a jump ball shot. The only guy that he really truly trusts, I'm not saying he doesn't trust Devontae Smith, he does, but the only guy he truly trusts in a jump ball scenario is, is AJ. A.J. Yeah. And he's done it for two straight years. Yeah. And when it works, it's, you know, it, it's, you know, it's there's a huge celebration. And sometimes you go, well, it's kind of a dangerous throw, but if you trust A.J., at least it's not going to be intercepted.
0: I, I got to tell you, I, I was floored by why you would even take a shot in that spot, because all you're trying to do is eat clock and and, and run out the game, and that's not their mo. Their mo usually was run the ball, and you know they make one play. They they don't look like themselves. Well, the thing is that's
1: interesting about you know they had two third down stops. They had in once they took the lead, seventeen to ten. They had four more possessions. They threw two interceptions. And they were stopped on third down twice. Yeah, One was a third down where I don't know why, but Jalen does this. They have a perfect pocket. It's a four-man rush. They, they literally just got a perfect pocket. And Jalen, for no particular reason, just takes off. Now, he's done that before. But usually, if you take off, there's a reason why you're taking off. Not because it's not like Leonard Williams is coming right at him. There's not. So, you know, that's when he's running this helter-skelter. It looks bad. It's a bad look. You'd run to this side of the field, run back to this side of the field, and throw the ball in the dirt. But, you know, on that play, it's third and seven, and he's got Dallas Goddard on a 6 yards, like, basically hitch route. And he just comes out in timing. Even if Goddard doesn't fall for the first down, you know they're going for it in fourth and one, and you know they're going to make it. So, like, to put yourself in a position where it's, like, all or nothing like that, and you're running away from all the receivers, you got nothing on this side of the field, that's why you run back to the other side. It just uh it, it looked it looked like um
0: like a really bad street ball game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I heard you say this is offense. This is offense. Yeah. And you're right to be that incredulous when it comes to it because look listen, he's did not look good last night. No. He did not play well last night and his pocket awareness hasn't been right for most of the season. I mean, I mean, There's players around the league. I don't want to throw Jalen under the bus.
1: But there's players around the league that have told me he reads the rush, meaning he's dropping his eyes, and he's not keeping his eyes down the field. Now, he was guilty of that early in his career. Yeah. When he first got a chance 4-11-1, he got a chance to play the last four weeks. A little bit in the next year, they get to the playoffs against Tampa. He was guilty a little bit. I thought he really broke out of that last year. I felt like he really elevated and really saw the field very well. And for a lot of this year, I. but there's been times when there's – and there's honestly, I block for Randall Cunningham. And so I've got a little experience. It's hard blocking for a quarterback that you don't know where he's going to be. It just is. Like, you know, if you're Lane and you're out there on the edge and he just breaks the pocket for no reason, Lane's not going to hold on to a guy right and risk a holding penalty. He's not. He's going to let the guy go. And you should. But if Randall broke the pocket and you're blocking – and you're like, you don't know where he's going to be. It's just hard.
0: So, here's my I, – I don't understand it because their O-line is good. It's not like it's some line that, you know, will we'll mess with you where you're a quarterback and you're going to be snowed under and you have no time and, and you're seeing ghosts. But here's well, There's the no thing. reason to
1: see ghosts. I believe – like I remember talking to Shane Steichen last year before training camp. And I asked him, you know, it's just a training, you know, training camp practice, yeah. no big deal. So I, I come up and talk to Shane. I'm like, "What's the offense going to be, Shane? You got all these, you got AJ now, and you know, you got this offense line that's healthy and they're really good." He goes, "You know what, Baldy? Like, it could really be very versatile. We could really change week to week. We got, we got, we, if we want to run with power, we can run with power. We want to get in the perimeter, we got guys." So I'm only mentioning that because. Nobody can run like Lane Johnson. Nobody can really run like Malata. Obviously, Kelsey. But, like, they got a very athletic line. They didn't run at all last night. They're not out there on the perimeter doing anything. Even in the Super Bowl run, those guys are, like, flying down the field, picking guys off down the field on screen passes. They didn't do that. And then what's weird is, like, I'm watching Seattle with Kenneth Walker in the second half, and they're running power right at the Eagles, 13 yards right at the gut. They don't run any power. No, never. Like Landon Dickerson didn't pull once last night. Like that's who he is. Like when he pulls and hits people, he moves people, but he's not running any combo blocks with Malata. Like last year, I could, I would show these highlights of these two guys, just melting people. I can't tell you how many times I've even done it this year. Like I haven't done any breakdowns on Dickerson and Malata No, because they don't, they run inside zone and they run quarterback draw they, they, they ran last night. They ran one counter with Lane pulling, and that's when he got his ankle rolled up, and they didn't run it anymore. They didn't run it to the right side. Like, they don't lean on anybody.
0: They, they and I, and this is what I'm shocked at, right? Like, like
1: I, they, I would like, you got a yellow notepad yeah. right there. I swear to God, cuz, I could draw up a, a very elementary game plan for
0: the Giants this week that would be 100% effective. Ah, no doubt. No doubt. But why? It goes back to predictability. It goes back to the OC, Brian Johnson. We've talked a lot about him. It goes back to Nick Sirianni as the head coach, who was an offensive guy, right? Uh, They already made a change on defense. But why does does Nick not like motion? Like,
1: they don't motion. They don't move. They don't use any movement. Like, you watch Kansas City. You watch San Francisco. You watch these teams with their motion. Like, the stuff I see in Detroit... I don't see anybody doing
0: we, we you, you, you and I were watching a play the other day that they ran against Chicago where there was a hole in the line, which I love this play. <laughs> and then they got Sewell comes over to fill it. So, so or naturally, Chicago naturally go, go, go started to move moving. They to the right. They all moved. They so took
1: themselves out of position and then they to countered the right. Gibbs yes. back the other way. On Sunday, they did this play. they motion Sam Laporta across into like an off fullback position.
0: Yes. Where he he stayed.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, That was a great play.
1: Like I'm just for everybody I know you can't see it but it's like just so I could do. So he comes across here and you have Gibbs here and you have uh, Jared Goff. So he comes over and he's in an off fullback position right here. And here's the defensive end from Denver. So the ball snapped and everybody moves, except LaPorta. He just stands there, sits there, and the defensive end just froze because he, like, he didn't know what to do. Like, nobody moved. Like, he didn't rush. He right. just stayed there. Right. But meanwhile, what they wanted, they wanted that reaction because they wanted to take the shot to Jamison Williams deep down the field. And, they wanted it, and if he didn't rush, they had more time. Yeah. yeah. They got exactly the reaction they wanted. It's so clever. I've never seen it before, but like you, you it's a gamble because maybe he does rush, and maybe you
0: don't get that effect. But because it was so, you've never seen it before, well, it froze the end. Well, it goes back to what you and I talked about, and i got to show the audience this, <laughs> uh, which is predicting movement. All right? There's Baldy's play. You got it? All right. There's Baldy's play. Yeah. All right. That's nice. All right. It's good artwork right there, too. Um but I, but again, what is it with this Eagles offense if everybody says I don't it? believe
1: Nick wants motion in movement in his offense. I believe that's Nick's decision.
0: I, I believe he likes to line up and play. I've heard a million theories. I've heard that maybe they put they don't want to overload Jalen. Okay, let's just say that let's just say that's true, partially true.
1: And I think you're right. That pisses Jalen off. Yeah. Like, give him the whole book. Yeah. Give him the whole book. All he wants is to be coached. Like, he's always said that. You know, like, in Alabama, they didn't coach him. Let him go play. Got to Oklahoma. Lincoln coached him. And he elevated. You know, uh, I think Shane coached him. And his game took off. And I'm throwing Brian. Like, but Brian and him were best friends. You don't need a best friend as your coordinator. You need a coach. And so, if if that's true, if you're saying, well, we don't overload our, our quarterback. Right. Jalen wants to win games like what so like for example i was in miami a couple Monday nights ago i'm watching tyreek so not only do offenses go at different speeds because they motion at different speeds so if tyreek goes from the right side to the left side and he's kind of going slow and then he sprints well guess what that does to the defense Like, you start, your heartbeats. Yeah. Your heartbeats. Yeah. Like, you start moving faster. Yeah. And you get them to move. Yeah. Because here comes Tyreek at you. you know, and he's coming full speed now. You're already backing up. You're like, the guy's already at full speed at the snap. It's not like he's working up a speed. He's already at full speed. So, sometimes, like, you watch Kansas City, and you watch, I know they're struggling on offense this year, but for the most part. Like, you watch, I know Kelsey's in motion every play. But they change up the speeds that they motion with and the defense has to respond to it but
0: how could you have no motion no movement and and in today's game which everything's predicated on it now Jerry is a sharp offensive guy no he is i mean i we've seen him You've seen formations be a, and plays a, right and, innovative and we've seen stuff you know i mean let's face it before he got to philadelphia when he was with the chargers when they were in san diego i mean that offense was not Jalen's offense that was a completely different offense because it was based off of Phillip Rivers.
1: Yeah. So a uh, couple things. One, there's an old philosophy, you talk to good linebackers. If you know the formation, you know the play. Okay, you know the formation, you know the play. So linebackers, safeties, they study formations over and over and over. Again. What do you run? And if you got you know, good um, self-scouting, all that stuff that every team has, if you're really in tune with it all. You know they only run certain plays out of certain formations. I mean, if I talk to Stefan Gilmore and he's covering the Eagles, like he's gonna say, okay, now there's twin set, they run these routes. Like, so so as soon as you start moving, they start eliminating things. It's the process of elimination. So they can only run so many things from certain certain splits, certain cuts. So these guys, these smart guys are processing all this stuff. But the Shanahan philosophy is this. So you're on defense. Okay, you look at you take a snapshot of the offense. There's 11 guys in position. And as soon as you take the snapshot, here comes your shift. Okay, so Kittle goes from one side to the other side. Okay, now you take a new snapshot. So now you're on your 22nd, like all 22. Now here comes a motion. Here comes McCaffrey out of the backfield, you know, to a wide receiver position, whatever. So now you've taken three different snapshots in 10 seconds. So now, if you, if you study the formations, now you have to know it like that. You don't have time to process it. That's right. There's a reason why some of these offenses, Miami is number one, San Francisco's number two. These teams at the very top, the Rams passing game right now, like there's certain offenses that keep you guessing.
0: And, and that's where you go, the great mystery that is the Eagles offense. So here's the other thing. Why can't they run the ball? I, I, I don't understand well, they why ran it. 38 times last night. They ran it. No, but why, but why don't they, like, can't they run it? That power run that we saw, like, that four-minute offense is always predicated on, that's, no hey, we're going to run the ball. Like, wh-
1: where'd so that go? Get, so, the idea, uh, and it happened twice last night, the idea, um, so what game was I just watching today? Nobody got the ball back with eight minutes to go. But, you know, I mean, honestly, you, you, your four-minute offense is this. You get the ball with four and change, whatever. The idea is to finish the game with the ball and the time strike zero. Right. The other team never gets it back. They gave the ball back to them with 2.15. You know, like it, like it, like they failed twice in that department.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what's frightening is that you can't close out games. So, So let's go defense now because Matt Patricia – Calling the plays, right? Sean Desai upstairs, Patricia, in effect, the new defensive coordinator. Before you get there, you're good. Obviously, you're you're very good friends with <clears throat>
1: Buffalo, okay? And and Sean, and he made a change, and he fired his coordinator and hired Joe Brady, but he made a he fired his offensive coordinator that's been with him. Why are the Eagles doing what they're doing? Like, it was a horrible optic last night. There's no way in hell that Monday Night Football and Joe and Troy are not going to show pictures of Sean Desai up there charting plays or whatever he's doing. Like, it's just a bad optic. Like, who's the co- who is the coach? Why is it so cryptic? Why is it all kept from us? Like, what does the message tend to the players? Like, do we need to – and why are you changing? All those questions are out there for the players, too they're all getting asked the same question yeah they're, they're going way whoa guys what are you doing this was your hire okay this was your hire if it didn't work out then just cut it and if Patricia is a guy that you believe in or his philosophy you believe in or we need to change philosophies then change the philosophy make the tough decision but to keep both seems it just seemed bizarre to me I've seen coaches you know Ron, Ron, uh, Ron Rivera had a fire Jack del Rio. Okay, I mean, whether it was his decision, the owner's decision, I don't know. But he fired Jack. He didn't say, Jack, we're going to put you upstairs. You know, we're going to have somebody else call plays. He fired a coach. And that was just, he'd been with Ron since the beginning in Washington.
0: Like, that's not an easy decision, but coaches have to make hard decisions. Right, right. I, 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 I got to tell you, I just don't understand what – like, if, first of all, I think personnel is a huge problem mm-hmm. on them on defense – so, you know, let's put the coordinators aside. When, you have, when you're when struggling on offense and you're built on offense, I mean, you're, you're changing quitters on the other side of the ball when you got issues on that side. And then when you look at the front, the Eagles spent a lot of money on that front. Mm-hmm. And Drew Locke wasn't touched last night when it mattered. Mm, no, no doubt. I mean, it,
1: it, it, it's a complete fail. It's a complete, a complete failure from the front office to the coach and holding Now, Matt Patricia came in, he didn't blitz last night. Like, not one play on that 10-play drive, 92 yards, did he ever pressure. Now, it was clear that Fletcher and Jalen were gassed. So they came out on the most important play of the night. They're not even on the field. You're putting a Jomo out there with Milton Williams as your interior pressure. Now, <clears throat> Seattle, look, they built their offensive line through the draft. Brad was the fourth-round pick this year. Big Abe Lucas was a third-round pick last year. Charles Cross. Like, they built their line through the draft. Damian Lewis, the third-round pick at LSU. Like, it's all homegrown. I mean, okay, Jalen got a sack last night. I mean, basically protected Drew Locke. I mean, it didn't affect him at all. And it's just, you know, they, they don't do anything to take the ball away. They don't strip the ball. They don't hit anybody hard enough to knock it loose. Like, they didn't get the ball out of anybody's hands the whole night. Like, they, one turnover,
0: one turnover would have won that game. One turnover, that's one. it. Hey, by the way, I mean, you know, you sure won the game because, yes. you know, I mean, you give up a, a 92-yard drive, and you had chances. See, they had chances offensively. Mm-hmm. Put that game away. You now that like, like, def- not scored 20 points. Well, I mean, I look, mean, like
1: one thing. But. No, but they didn't score in the final twenty minutes. They scored the seventeenth, the touchdown, um, with four and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. Twenty minutes they went without scoring four possessions. Like that's not a good team. And I like I've done three Seattle games this year. I saw them get absolutely spanked by yeah. Baltimore. They yeah, couldn't their score
0: touchdowns. Is not. I is,
1: saw San Francisco go up and down the field on them. Yeah, like you know, I saw Cleveland should have beat them and they, they lost, but like. They, they, they were—I was questioning—remember, like, when Pete Carroll called that timeout and allowed Nick to challenge, and he won the challenge? Yes. If I'm Pete, I'm like, you know that they didn't run a play. So if you call the timeout on third and two, right, and Jalen got the sack, so it, was third and, it became third and seven, you know that because they didn't run a play that they could challenge and Nick would challenge. He had a free challenge. It was like I was saying, like, is Pete losing it? Like this, he, he didn't get the ball to DK Metcalf in the first half. They like, didn't even try. So I, I thought, like, this is just poor coaching. They've got much better talent. And I was waiting for their their team to wake up, and they finally did. It's
0: it's it, w- it was unbelievable. So also, where was Goddard? Where was even De- Devontae? Like you know. Uh, Aj only got four catches, I think. I mean, what, what, like, where'd that go? Like, even, you know, we, we talk about the run game, but also, where's their down the field? Like, they they're always horizontal, and like that offense. Well, let me say, let me say this about
1: because they 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 ran a bunch of like hitch routes last. Yes, time. if you're going to run a hitch in this offense with their personnel, you have to throw it to Devonte. You can't ask Devonte to be a blocker. It's stupid. Right. They run right through him. It's not look. It's not his fault. He's 165 pounds. They're asking like they just butchered him at the line. And as soon as they saw the play, like Devontae doesn't have a chance. So if you want to run that particular hit screens, everybody runs them. You want to put a perimeter game out there, throw it to Devontae. Let AJ. Let somebody. Let let Jack Stole. Let somebody else be the blocker. But they are very predictable. I mean, if if Cal is on the field, it's a run. If Stole's on the field. They're running. They're not throwing to him. They don't throw the ball to him. And so, you would think, like, all the stuff you could do with Goddard, because, look, that's Bobby Wagner, middle linebacker. He's a great guy. He's made a ton of tackles in this league. But
0: he can't – he's not
1: running with these guys. He can't run with these guys. No.
0: And that's and that's what's so quizzical. All right, so let's look at big picture for a second. They are 10-4, and, and it feels like they're 4-10. and 10. Yeah. I mean, 10 and 4, they've lost three in a
1: row. Well, before you even get to that, you watched all the games on Saturday, all the playoff games, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, all these teams. are. In. Yeah. Would you take the
0: Eagles over any of those teams you watched? No, I mean, not fair, but all right, this is where I go. You got the 10 and 1. And they didn't get the 10 and 1. Like, I agree, they were fortunate. Against Kansas City, fortunate against Dallas, fortunate against Buffalo, but they still put up points. Like they still won those games against really good teams. I agree. You know, Kansas City on the road. So I go, you you just don't turn into a a pumpkin, do you?
1: No, no. But I feel like right now they got to score thirty. I I feel like they got to score thirty to win. Now they got three cupcakes coming up. Like you can fix this thing right now. You can fix this and get yourself confident and get a home playoff game in January and, you know, Detroit comes to town or whoever. Like, you take care of business. and then You might have to go on the road, whatever. But, like, they can fix this thing. Um, but you can't splinter and you can't be saying we have commitment. We need a more comm-. I mean, if that's true, then Nick better address it in
0: the, you know, in front yeah. of the room. This is his first real, yeah. I think, challenge I as agree. a head coach, right? Like, yes, you know, he comes into it. There's no expectations. He, he has took a over great 4, 11, year. One team, right? There was no expectations. Right, comes in. He makes the playoffs. Yes. Now again, we know, whatever you know, they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was the Tampa year. All right. Next year they go win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's they're rolling. Yeah. And then they come back and they're ten and one. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time but they've is, had real adversity. Well, you know, but I okay, adversity
1: is the right word. It's not. It's not the wrong word. But you know, I've been on been situations like this before in football, and so have my brothers. But you don't even have to play to to know this. Like this to me is the fun time. This is the fun time. Okay, we so we have some adversity. Right. All right. What are we going to do about it? That's what coaching is all about. Nick's a coach. All right, so what isn't? What let's identify the issues, okay? Whether it's we don't run the ball with a power uh, attitude, um, whether it is giving up too many touchdown passes, whatever it is, let's identify. You can't fix everything. Let's identify three things: the um, pass defense, okay, the linebacker situation, okay, because the Cowboys lost linebackers too. They they corrected theirs, and let's let's figure out three runs that we can run against anybody let's let's work on three things against the Giants this week and let's go concentrate on those and let's each week circle three things that we're going to get better at because you can't let's let's not write rewrite the playbook and not, let's let's not panic but let's this is the fun part it really is this is when you go okay this one you like let's just draw this play up in the dirt you know like what, what do you what do you love Jalen? what do you love okay beside Kelsey pulling and following him all right what else you know, like, I just think this is an opportunity where everybody's counting you out. Except for the 53 people, the coaches in that room, that they'll say that all week long. Go fix it.
0: So can that, okay, I mean, um, do you feel like well, they you will? Find out, you'll find out I mean, a lot about Nick yeah. and what he how he believes. Like, I believe in Stout
1: a, a great deal. I believe in some of the coaches. Um, but if you, if Matt Patricia is your coach, if he's, if he's your coordinator... Okay, What is he like? Because I, I, I saw vanilla defense last night. And I saw Bradbury on the sidelines. I saw Joe being there starting. I saw a Kaylee location. Ringo. Actually,
0: Ringo actually. Okay, but, I, but right. I felt like last night,
1: honestly, it felt like a cornerback audition. Yeah. Like, who can play? <clears throat> yeah. In the slot, outside. Yeah. uh, Like, who who wants these jobs? So, I felt like, because everybody, I saw Bradbury on the sideline last night. I'm like, why is he out? I mean, it,
0: i mean he was bad i mean he you know they've had issues in the slot all year long all all year long uh i i i I go back to the quarterback though i mean they all wrote listen d their their secondaries are secondary but the quarterback doesn't look right and this is what's confusing let me ask you this about that okay how many shots did they show up on the sideline yesterday it was the exact same look in his face. Yes. He's not talking to anybody. Yeah. Nobody's talking to him. Yeah. Now, in fairness, we should say this that he was very sick. No doubt, right? no question. So that's got to be a part of it, but he hasn't looked like himself really in a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, look, he had real symptoms. And I give him a, he gutted it out and he played yeah. and he never you didn't see him fatigued. Like he started a game, he was started a game on fire. Um 2 15 plus play drives. Um, And it was good execution. But, you know, this this is a team, and this goes back to the throw to Quez Watkins. Like, I believe he loves throwing the deep ball. And basically, Seattle said, we're going to play Jordan Love and Quandre Diggs 13 yards deep, and we're not letting anything go over our head. And they were pretty fine with just taking what the defense gave them. That's why they ran the ball for 178 yards. Like, the safeties weren't involved. And the deep shots weren't there. Okay, that, some teams will, like Buffalo will play that style of defense. They'll, they'll, they'll make you go 15 plays like they did. That's not a great offense when you've got to go 15. But
0: <clears throat> if that's the case, why make that throw? Why make that throw in that situation? you've got to know better. The, the, the alarming things are... Like that's what's the decision making, you know? Yeah, decisions and and leaving the pocket. You brought it up earlier. We talked about it, but leaving the pocket. I mean, like your pocket awareness. You leave the has pocket when there's better. a reason to leave. Yeah. Yes, it's got to be better. Like that's what's scary, because ultimately, and listen, I'm sure he'll write the ship and everything else, but you know, we're, people in Philadelphia are scarred. From the Wentz situation, once upon a time it's been brought up. Carson Wentz was a terrific quarterback, and then he took too many hits, or we want to call it, and the eyes started to come down, and and then he just mechanics fell apart. Yeah, mechanics fell apart, and he was way too. He had no
1: pocket presence at all. He felt color coming. He just like he was just too frenetic. There's a you got to play this game with it like. There's Lamar, and he can play that way because he's just a, the, the best athlete at the position. But for the most part, you got to you got to play with composure, and you can't. That play on third and seven when he's circling back across the field, like to me, that's that's a bad look.
0: It is, it is. All right, so that's the story. What a what a wild story, though. I mean, to be but ten and one, and, and 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 you know, I think everybody thought I was going all right. Well. They're going to they're get, the get the number one overall seed. Well, you know, it, I think it, it's kind of the way that they lost. You
1: know, remember San Francisco kind of messed up on the first two series. Philly jumped on them. And then they scored six touchdowns on six straight possessions. Like they seemed completely helpless to stop them. And then Dallas had their way. And it, it felt like it was really, they were really getting exposed. And then you go, okay, if the defense is just what they are, then the offense has to outscore them. we got to put up 30. And I don't see any. Like I, I think that that could be an issue.
0: Yeah, I, I. That that's it. That could be a real issue. Is it is? So if you were looking at the NFC, and by the way, we are live at the Reading Terminal Market, the iconic Reading Terminal Market, in Philadelphia. All your incredible eats are right here. Malia Malloy's. We love Molly Molloy's. We love the terminal, running terminal market. I spy the president of the Reading terminal market. <laughs> All right. Is he on his way over here? All right, she is. She's right there. Right, I love it. I mean, this is, Baldy, well, a uh, great— is,
1: I mean, we've had a lot of good shows over the years in this place. Some really good memories of good times. And yeah. the holidays. It's great. about the holidays because people are,
0: are getting their stuff. They're getting ready. Yeah, they're a they're taking feast. a break from their shopping. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you're, good. You're, Like, listen, you, you got football to handle. Yeah, I got to do that. All right. Um, but, no. you, but you're but you a festive guy. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So no. you love this stuff. Yes, I do. Yes. All right. So, um, so the one seat Now San Francisco's got – they got it hanging there. I mean, you got one game against Baltimore. Other than that – I you know, saw San
1: Francisco get beat this year. I saw them give up uh, 236 yards rushing to Arizona. On Sunday, yeah, like that doesn't look like a team that you know can just shut anybody down,
0: you know. Like they— I was they, going to ask about their defense and, and if they're vulnerable at all defensively.
1: Well, they they, they played without their two starting defensive tackles, Eric Armstead and Hargrave, so there was, a, there was a little bit drop, yeah, up front in that department. But they, you know, like they went up to Minnesota and they lost to the Vikings this year, and Kirk Cousins dropped back 45 times; they didn't put a hand on him, like the rush didn't get home, uh, and Joe Burrow had his way with them. Carved them up pretty good, so I mean they're they're a zone, they're not that difficult to figure out. They don't do a lot, man side, zone side, four man rush. Maybe they put Fred Warner in They just have really good players, and they believe Travarius is having a great season, you know. But you know I've seen DK Metcalf go over the top on them, and I've seen teams have success with them. But the, the 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 problem is that the offense is just
0: so good right now. Yeah, I mean they just pressure you. They put so much pressure on you because they score, because they move the ball. It's amazing that the Niners are like the greatest show on grass, right? Like, like they've become that team where we well, always think of them as a, a team built on defense, but it's their offense. Well, when I when I
1: watch them, dick takes everything. I try to think of what's the comp to this offense. And it goes back to Kurt Warner and Marsha Falk and and all those guys, Torrey Holt. Uh, the greatest it's show funny, on funny.
0: I thought the same thing. Yeah, that was my. Because we
1: haven't seen. We haven't seen like because you know like part of me is like I love doing the X's and O's and talking football yeah. with you, but you know we're in the entertainment business too now, and so you know you go out to a game you want to be entertained. Um, you watch 49ers play offense. You just watch them play. Like that's an entertaining team. Like they they should be on national TV every week. They're that entertaining. They should. I and mean they have star power everywhere. You walk on the field yeah. before a game, you feel like it's the uh it's the 2019 Golden State Warriors. You just feel like there's a future Hall of Famer everywhere,
0: all around you. See that I gotta tell you. I mean, I I, I, I walk back I come back out there and I go, Oh my God, it's like the Niners and I feel like I'm transported back to nineteen ninety one. Oh, yeah, what's, what we had here in Philly and those guys. You know, I mean, Development you know, in San Francisco. Oh, the, San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's – it's Montana's for it, Young and the whole thing. No, it's, it, it,
1: it, there's a – there's Freddie Niner fan, and there are Niner fans everywhere because a lot of them grew up – you know, they started watching football in the 80s when Bill Walsh and Joe were all there together, and they were just the most entertaining team in football, entertaining Super Bowls, um you know, like once they got rolling, you couldn't stop them, and everybody wanted a piece of the West Coast offense. And I feel like now everybody wants a piece of Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like that's that's the offense that's working and the most
0: difficult to stop. Is it amazing? Like it, we talk about the the league, the season, man. The season is insane, right? <laughs> because like it's such a tease because you, you can be like the Eagles and be ten and one and rolling. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and you go... But they all take turns as the team, right? Like, it was the Cowboys. And then the Cowboys get drilled by Buffalo. Ah, the Cowboys, no good. It was the Eagles, no good. They get drilled by the Cowboys. It's and the week Niners. to
1: week. There's no indicators. Outside, I think, right now, I think you can count on the 49ers putting up a pretty big number every week. and And, and maybe Baltimore, although I've seen Baltimore just shut down too but I feel like and they're playing Christmas night you know Baltimore and San Francisco which is the game of the year the Eagles played in a bunch of the game of the year so far Uh, you know obviously Dallas I mean uh, Kansas City and Philly and Philly and Dallas but this is the next game of the year and I feel like we always in any sport need great teams we need the Bulls losing 10 games in a season you need something to shoot for you need, like, this is the best I agree.
0: I, lo- I love greatness. You need greatness. I do. I love I, greatness, I,
1: I think yeah. there's so much. People, what you're describing is just complete. People are saying, Paul, this is so mediocre, this league. I'm like, it's not just mediocre. It's bad. Like, you watch the Jets try to play against Miami. It's just bad football. We've seen so many bad football games this year. And so, I mean, just completely one-sided affairs. So, I don't even think it's mediocre right now. But it's outside of San Francisco, maybe Baltimore right now. It is a week-to-week business, and there's no indicators of what a team is going to do. The Cowboys had just been blowing teams out. And they go to Buffalo, and they couldn't stop the same run over and over again. So
0: how would you do your—let's go to the NFC power rankings. And, you know, here as we sit in Philadelphia, on Philadelphia's soil, we're, we're, as far as the—you te- know, when I say power rankings— a team that could come out of the NFC right now, like do you believe in the Rams more than you believe in the Eagles? Uh,
1: certain parts of the Rams I really believe in. Like their passing offense is is elite, and if you can't affect the quarterback Matt Stafford, like you're going to get a big number put up on you. Um, I believe in Detroit, especially after how they played last week. Offensively,
0: they were outstanding. can they do that on the road? Like, we talked, we discussed that yesterday. Like, can the Lions, who are such a dome team, can they do that on the road?
1: I have real questions. I have real questions if Jared Goff can play perfect football
0: outside of that dome. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Eagles, when they're right, can they go anywhere? They can travel. Yeah, they can travel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not writing the Eagles off because I think they can rehab themselves. I've seen, you know, there's an old saying, cuz, like if you want to quit smoking, okay, there's a lot of steps to quit smoking. If you want to quit drinking, there's a lot of ways to quit drinking. But honestly, in, in any behavior, you can change in an instant. And I believe football teams can change in an instant. They can change in a play. That's awesome. I believe the same thing can happen. They can, and not just snap your fingers. Like you got to make it happen. No, no, but but you can change that behavior. You you got yes. You got to change it. You got to change. You can change the behavior. Like it'd be nice. It'd be nice because honestly, if somebody on defense would just knock the living hell out of somebody, yeah, Andre Waters, yeah, you know, like just go knock the ball loose. They would feel differently. Yeah, but but that's those plays. Change like you talk about changing in an instant. They change the entire sideline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They
1: always do. Yeah. Special teams yeah. hits, forced fumbles. Yeah. Like, somebody coming across the DK coming across the middle of the field and just putting the wood to him, like. You, that's uh, look. I'm all for safety, but this is a contact sport, and I didn't see any contact from the Eagles last night. I didn't see any violent contact. Nothing. Like, Trevor Warner was going to bring contact every single week. Like nobody hits like that, and he jars the ball loose all the time. But, like, that's the first, like, if I'm sitting in, at NovaCare and I'm getting ready for this game this weekend, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, one, I'm showing our team doing it and the hits that we've seen this year. But then I'm showing other teams that are doing it and what it does to the sideline and the fans. I'm taking the sideline shots. And I'm showing guys that we're sitting on a bench that aren't even playing are jumping off the bench. Like,
0: those kind of things change teams. So the last thing on the Eagles, and we'll put them aside for the week, Sirianni. There's a lot of talk about Nick Sirianni. And, I listen, I've always liked him. I always thought they were mm-hmm. prepared. I thought he was very smart. Uh, but a lot of people, especially in Philadelphia now, starting to look at him side-eyed. How do you view the head coach of the Eagles? Well, I think every coach, you know, I think every coach has to get
1: tested. You know, and if this is the biggest test that Nick Sirianni is going through in his three years here, all right, so what? It's a test, and he's got tested. Right. I mean, they lost a bunch of games. I mean, he's been he's been through all of that. Sean McDermott went through it. I mean, somebody writes in a you know a, a hit piece on him and got to fire his defensive uh, offensive coordinator. I mean, they
0: actually were talking about he's on the hot seat, which <laughs> I thought was ridiculous. Right. We talked about. I that. know. I know. But like, okay, so so the griddle gets hot. We
1: lost three in a row. Like, if Nick's listening to the noise, that's shame on Nick. Like, he knows what city he's in. He knows how this thing can... I look, yeah. I was doing the game a couple weeks ago uh, against Buffalo. Man, fans were booing like crazy. That's Philly. Now, they end up winning the game, but they were booing. All right. I heard... I've heard this around the league. Like, teams... Like, the fans will turn. When they see bad football and they see bad decisions, and what... Like, they, they're going to let themselves be hurt so if this is the hottest that it's gotten for nick all right try going down to atlanta where they can't find a quarterback
0: yeah you know yeah.
1: and they lose a game like they lost to carolina the other day like that, that i got sick just watching that
0: yes yeah I'm, listen i'm with you well uh our little afternoon at the Reading terminal market has concluded and uh We love this place. Yeah, it's like it's. uh, We've had so many good shows here, so many good memories in this place. Anybody coming to Philadelphia, you got to stop by the Reading Terminal. All right, I need to talk to some people. First of all, I want to thank Bagels and Company uh, for our sponsoring all the shows today. Uh, PHLY had their shows here today. We had our show here today. Uh, I got a certain incredible. Our always Andrew Fraser is our producer, uh, who did a great job. Uh, i got to mention two other people that are amazing. Julia Hoff, who is our head producer, uh, head of production at PHLY, um, is just amazing. Uh, Chris Frezza, who's terrific. Chris handles all the social media, helps out with production, does everything. These two people are the, the glue. Well, um, any, you know, of like the, the outfit, um, they're amazing.
1: Well, somebody's got to get the content out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, if we're just doing this here at the Reading Terminal, having a good time, you know, eating pizza. Yeah, we have the easy job. Yeah, that's easy. But, but like, get somebody's got to talk gotta, about like, get this out there and let right. it, everybody and hear the conversation. Deal with it.
0: Like, so the internet went out today at the market, which happens, right? It's all mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, right away they leap to it. I mean, you know, they they were just fantastic. So you have our undying uh, gratitude so we appreciate it and uh, we love the market uh, Sarah Zahn who is uh, an, an amazing that- she is here Sarah come mm-hmm. here real quick I need you to come here real quick uh, and she's got a lovely family with her mm-hmm. uh, Sarah who does uh, marketing here at the Reading Terminal Market we love you
1: hi thank you
0: uh, thank you for having us
1: um, wait, well this is a tradition we do this every year
0: yes, with you sir. And you. So when I was doing radio, we used to do it every year for the Wednesday for Thanksgiving. And we couldn't. And Baldy and I had so much fun here. We are like, we got to come back. So we brought all the shows. And we just absolutely love it. Awesome. And we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: going to be a continued tradition, I swear. I promise.
0: Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the greatest. You. We so. love it. We love you. We love the Reading Terminal Market. And uh, thank you. Listen. Yeah. Happy holidays. B- Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. To you and your beautiful family. You got the kids here. Look at him! How big he is! My love, what's Hunter up, son? You'll be playing quarterback. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, thanks for dealing with the long goodbyes for Baldy. I'm Kaz. We'll yeah. see you tomorrow on the All City All NFL Podcast. We all silly like the mayor.